everybody. Welcome back to Mediums in Action with me, Martin Litt-Wilson, and my good friend and medium, Ian Doherty. Hello, everybody. Hello, Martin. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's coming up to Christmas. I know you're not a big Christmas fan. I mean, I mean, you must have good memories of, of Christmas as a, as a child with well, your, yeah. your mum and family. Uh, Christmas, yeah, Christmas as a kid, it was beautiful. It was, it was magical. I think what took Christmas away for me was being in the, being in the forces. I was uh, um, being single at that time. I was always, um, oh, we'll have the singles working Christmas. So I worked nearly every Christmas. And then as I got more into my religious beliefs, I just sort of not went away from Christianity. I brought up to my mid-teens until I was, uh, you know, as a as a Catholic, but uh, church just didn't do it for me. You know, I, with my science background now, I tend to more to go towards science uh, in wanting to bring, you know, some education to people. So for me, Christmas has lost its sort of spark and spinach, you know. It's a strange old festival, really, because, I mean, on one hand, it can be a very a joyous festival for people to come together and, and talk. But I, I do know a lot of my friends and, you know, it's quite painful for them. And, and last Christmas was quite painful because of obviously I lost my, I lost my father. But but I, th- I think ultimately it is a nice time of year as long as it doesn't give you that sort of anxiety for, you know, it, buying gifts and and all yeah. this sort of stuff. It, I, I, th- I think what's happened is it is certainly over this last 30 years, I think I think it's just full on now where. I certainly think in the 60s and maybe 70s, it, it was a little bit more relaxed. Yes, there was presence and that sort of thing, but surely it wasn't as mad as it is nowadays. So, no, I, mean, I mean, I can, uh, I can, I can recall. I used to have, I think, about 20 or 40p off one of my uncles and great aunt, and I couldn't spend it for about a week because everything was shut. And now it just seems that it's everything is Black Friday, and then people don't, then people worry why there's nobody out in the streets on Christmas time. You know, it's just over sort of buy, buy, buy. And I think as a your culture, it takes the meaning of Christmas away. Yeah, I, I don't like the idea of Boxing Day sales, to be honest. Um, yeah. For Americans out there or people in other countries, Boxing Day is the day after Christmas Day for us. And I don't. If I remember correctly, it's called Boxing Day because that's when the rich people would give their servants their Christmas box. That's why it was why it was called uh, Boxing Day. I thought it was because they put in the boxes. In fact, my granddad used to say, oh, here's your Christmas box for Christmas gifts. I always wondered, and, and it's because a lot of people who worked as servants in big houses and, you know, a, a lot of people were employed. And yeah. Um, the day after Christmas Day, because obviously they were working all the way through Christmas Day, the day after Christmas Day was the traditional time when the Lord and Ladies or whatever would come down and give all the staff a Christmas box. And that's where Boxing Day came oh, from. Right. So, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, at Boxing Day, used to, nothing, nothing used to be open. There was no shops open. There was no sales. There was nothing. And, and it felt like there was a Christmas break, a Christmas period where literally as soon as you know five o'clock on christmas eve that was it you knew for two three days it was just family time it was just relaxing it was just and and i, I think we've really lost that actually i, th- I think it does affect people's overall mentality that we live in this society where people are looking at mobile phones every two minutes uh with massive build-up to christmas christmas eve we all yeah it's christmas and and we have 24 hours, and then at six o'clock in the morning, in fact, earlier on Christmas night, people are outside big retail stores 
uh, waiting for uh, the, the sale. And, and I, I think that that's some of the magic of what Christmas is about. It's about family connection. It's not about waiting 12 hours for no. uh, uh, for a shop to open to sell you a load of junk. I mean, we live in a we have to be more sustainable. And I think. Uh, if we're prepared to go out and just buy a load of rubbish every uh, <laughs> every Boxing Day or every Christmas sale, yeah, it is. You know, like you say, you know, the Black Friday, the Black Friday sales, you, where you see the YouTube videos of people fighting and you know really kicking into each other over a telly, and it does. It just takes takes everything away. I think as a your culture, certainly, I think it's one of the adding things that I don't look forward to. Well, I would say I don't look forward to at Christmas. I don't celebrate it. I mean, my family do, so I will send them a Christmas card. Though I ask people not to send me a card because I don't celebrate it and I don't want you to think that if I don't send you a card that I don't care about you. So people normally send me New Year's cards. They say, happy, happy for this year. I think, yeah, fine. And that's it, you know, so if I work over Christmas or I think, you know, with, with the Witcher series one coming out on Netflix, I might just be tied up in that, I think. And looking back at Christmas traditions, and yes, people, we are going to be talking about ghosts and mediums and spirit. Uh, we're not going to be talking about our thoughts on Christmas. But no. um, um, but yeah, I mean, we look back to the traditions and, and when I've done research for my books on when ghosts started to become, um, you know, kind of popular and what I mean by that is they were more covered by the regional and national press in the UK and in America we're talking around 1840 1850 when we began to see more ghost stories and at that time there are a few traditions mentioned and that tradition is is usually uh, there was a Christmas Eve and then on Christmas Day in uh, you would have the morning for opening gifts or spending time together but always after Christmas lunch was meeting around the piano. There might have been a few songs. And usually that was then followed by ghost stories. Those ghost stories were either ones that people had heard, but um, but also as well is often they were family ghost stories as well. Yeah. So stories that your mother's mother might have told and or uh, might have experienced. And, and that's why that's where the ghost tradition in, in modern times comes from is is that is really it's a Christmas tradition rather than Halloween because Halloween was usually a Scottish festival it was usually more celebrated in in Scotland than in England and I think because um, a lot of the older traditions went over to America I think that's why America's so attached to Halloween as well is because Scotland kept the early tradition America's kept the early tradition where we didn't we we just had kept the christmas ghost tradition um so actually being an english person uh, i know you're welsh but being english actually we should be imagining christmas day as actually being the mo- most ghostly time of the year and there's certainly uh, there was enough ghost stories for me to find out that uh, to find and research of people who had incidences on christmas day uh, or Christmas Eve in that time, I actually wrote a book about it, and it was interesting actually. It was it was interesting to see how how many ghost stories actually happened on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve compared to uh, Halloween. There was I actually found more ghost stories because uh, I was going to write two books, uh, the Ghosts of Halloween and the Ghosts of Christmas, and I actually wrote the book on Christmas because there was more stories. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I think when you're getting around with family and then you're reminiscing about, oh, we're missing so-and-so or I wonder what so-and-so would be doing, and then it gets over because you're missing somebody, how are they? It sort of brings up, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, you're, you're talking of, of stories that Nana would have said or Grandad, you know, and then it sort of brings up and because... We tend to reach out to family who have passed over in, you know, around Christmas time and whether it's reminiscing and sort of warming our heart, whether it's in tears or whether it's happy tears, hopefully. Uh, and then it sort of comes sort of comes over where spirit draw close to you. So things might happen around the house. You know, you might have a door open or you might have a pot or something get moved in your kitchen and, you know, by your way of your loved one saying we're here, you know. So I think that sort of builds it up and uh, because the the sort of the darkness you know the long nights around the sort of christmas and the and the winter solstice and that you know um people have this sort of uh, preconception that ghosts whatever only appear at night time you know because it's it's more of a fear you can't see what's hiding in the shadows so perhaps you're more heightened awareness and you notice things more so maybe with the collective uh, feelings, emotions, happiness, sadness, reminiscing, bring spirit closer, certainly, uh, in the minds of the people there. And I think that's uh, that's where things happen. So maybe um, it would be a, it'd perhaps be a good thing to do. And maybe, uh, without taking the mickey here, maybe come back to bring the spirit of Christmas back. Myself and um, uh, another researcher, Paolo, we, we've talked about Christmas actually being the most haunted uh, time yeah. of the year. Um, before and, and and actually in this last month there's been a press release from the Smithsonian in in America and and they've actually said that they feel that Christmas should be seen more as a, a spooky time of year which is which is great and and, yeah. and I think you're right in what you say about um, I mean we always think that uh, stories like Cinderella, Hans and Gretel those sort of things that we always think those stories are relatively modern but some of those stories are, are actually uh, a few thousand years old they really do date back and they've been passed down and passed down and passed down so as you say as, as we reach halloween and the nights start to draw in more obviously it was essential for survival that we weren't wandering around at night because there were yeah. wolves there was other tribes um if we go back to stone age or there was highwaymen if we go back to you know the 16th 17th century and you know it's always been a dangerous place night you know it because you could fall into a bog you could fall into yeah it, it was a terrible time to travel so a lot of the ghost stories i feel were were often used to to try and obviously as like a warning that you shouldn't venture out or you might bump into things that you shouldn't and no doubt people did to have genuine uh, ghost experiences. And, and it was interesting. Uh, one of the ghost stories I found, but I didn't actually include it in the book, where it came from Sheffield, where I'm from originally. For several nights, somebody had seen a ghost of a white lady walking backwards and forwards in this particular field. And it, it absolutely petrified the villagers of uh, Lower Bradfield uh, on the outskirts of Sheffield. And so much so that... That, that actually the local police were involved and the custodians and they went out and nobody saw it. And then another night it was seen and one night a, a very sceptical uh, policeman went up and he saw the the, the white lady in it, and, it, and at first he said he was petrified, he was shaking, he sat, he sat hiding behind the wall. 
he got up again and he saw it was there again and it was repeating what it was doing. And he thought, there's something not right about this. So he climbed over the wall, ran down the field in the dark. It was lit by moonlight. And as he got closer, he realized it was a woman's nightdress on a rope. And it was being it was literally being strung across the field backwards and forwards to cause this effect that it was a <laughs> that it was a ghost. So I thought, who's doing this? Now, obviously, whoever was doing it didn't know the policeman was in the field and watching. Yeah. So he followed the rope and it took him over to another wall. And when he looked at the uh, over the wall, um, there was a bunch of uh, smuggling farmers. What they were doing was loading up all this illegal contraband and distributing it and that sort of thing. And they were using the ghost to make sure that none of the people in the local area actually uh, bothered them. And and it worked an absolute treat. So they all got arrested anyway, but um, (laughs) probably probably got sent to Australia or somewhere uh, because it was in the mid 1800s. But it's interesting because people always think of Cornwall's coast as being very haunted and and Jamaica Inn has been haunted and and there's no doubt that if you was a smuggler you would have kind of fluffed up those uh, stories a little bit further just to make sure that people were would stay indoors or not keep an eye on because most smugglers would have been doing things at night making sure that they could um, uh, you know kind of uh, operate underneath uh, the moonlight but there are some terrifying stories that happened over Christmas and, and the things that happened. That, um, and there's no doubt people do have this sort of connection at this time with spirit. And, and I think, as you said, that it's a heightened emotional connection at this time. And that connection with spirit can often, as you say, can cause things to happen around you. And and, and it's spirit just simply saying, hello, I'm, I'm, I'm here sort of thing. Yeah, I do feel so. I mean, you know, if, if you can stand back and take away the trappings of religious, uh, you know, faith-based things and, and sort of take the, what you call it, consumerism and take that away. And I think what you'd, what you'd have is, is a situation where it's happiness, you know, around reminiscing and being in that in that sort of zone and being happy with family. People always say, oh, there's really nice things happen around Christmas. And I'm thinking, well, why can't it happen the rest of the year, why not in January or February or March? Really, we lose a little bit of that. Everything is culminated towards Christmas. Why not be, you know, towards the sort of the whole year? Do you know what I mean? But but because it's coming over to the end of the year, then I think it's people wanted to get wanted to get together and sort of celebrate the year or to think, oh, the year's been a bit of a bleep, 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 and then look forward to the next year. So I think there's a, there's a lot of things going on, but it and gets people to come in, you know, collectively because it's what they've always done. Not uh, taking the cynical side of me away from Christmas. I think there's uh, I think there's a lot of good work done around Christmas, you know, and uh, it's just a shame, as I said, it can't be sort of um, stretched and eked out through the year, to be honest. Kindness and compassion shouldn't just be uh, one one day of the year, to be honest. And uh, and you're right in that respect. And uh, and obviously, I mean, we've talked about it before that the human race has to has to change. Uh, it has to has to develop and there's compassion and kindness for everybody the whole world is very fragmented at the moment and i think a lot of that's due to social media people are right wrong left right everything is fragmented and and it's it's a terrible situation because we're seeing it certainly in the western world is that a lot of people it's a very fragmented society at the moment uh which is a shame but 
I do feel that as we're going to the 20s, which is only a few days ago, uh, sorry, a few days ago, a few days away, I'm hoping that this following decade is, is going to be one that does change. And I, I do certainly feel that from a spiritual perspective, things are going to change for the better. And I do feel that there is going to be a big interest in, in spiritualism. And you've said before that you feel that the big change in spiritualism, uh, sorry, in, in spiritual beliefs, should I say, will come from maybe advances that are made in science as well. Yeah, I was about to say there seems to be some um, some big breakthrough that comes certainly between, you know, in this next decade, you know, 2020 to 2030. So there's going to be revelations, I do feel, and that is on a spiritual level. If there is viable proof of an existence after life that can be tangibly recorded, you know, and, and, and it's and it's a definite, then if we believe, if we come to come to then believe generally now, not just the ones who do believe, of course, comes over where it might change people's attitudes, you know, because there's uh, when you have evidence of, of the afterlife, whether it brings about through ghost stories or whether it comes over to spirit contact, then it's the philosophical side of it as well. You know, the reason why we uh, why we are here and perhaps we will might change over to sort of helping people more in order to help ourselves you know it's about um, without going into a philosophical talk don't don't panic folks it's it's about how we treat each other in humanity that is the main thing i had a couple of questions from people asking about christmas and 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 one of the one of the uh, questions um in fact both questions are very very similar in that how can we connect with spirit better at christmas is there a way of being able to connect with loved ones at Christmas, and of course we uh, we do teach a course uh, we do teach a course that helps you build your rapport with your spirit guide, and you know we don't guarantee that you're going to be able to contact your family members, but you are no doubt in contact with spirit world far more. So obviously doing a course or workshops are great, or doing your own meditations and are, are a great way of connecting with spirit. Is there anything that you'd like to add as well for for Christmas? Yeah. I've been talking to a few people about this sort of thing, you know, give them a little bit of guidance and uh, and it's trying to create the time and try and create the your space, you know, the, uh, the your time not to fit it in, but to make time for it. And then the sort of space, you know, is is the space within the mind, you know, trying to calm the mind down, which which again is what our course is centered on. And if you can uh, get a nice place, you know, comfortable uh, and you can and you can reminisce and or even talk about your loved one who's passed. Uh, mention them by name. Talk to them, and then just see just see how you how you feel. It takes a little bit of patience, and that I feel is a biggie because people want it to happen instantly. And with practice, when you when you link in and talk to your loved ones, uh, talk to your guide even, you know, and talk and talk to your loved ones over a little bit of time, it becomes second nature. You'll be walking around your house thinking, oh, I wonder what uh, I've got so-and-so happening, or I hope you're fine, what do you reckon? And you might get a, a favourite song comes on on the telly that you're thinking, oh, that is just their, that is their favourite song, and, and little things in little and little things in that way. I think it's about making the time, it's sitting down being patient and recalling happy times, not 
negative, happy times and reminiscing. And you might get smells, cigarette smoke when you don't smoke or nobody in the house smokes. So where's that come from? You might get the perfume that your grandmother used to wear, favourite songs, little bits and pieces. And um, it might be helping you to grieve in letting tears go that you that really might have been you trying to be too strong and holding them back. That's really good advice, Ian, really good advice. That's a great way of doing it. I, I think also as well is I do recommend to people as well is is if this time of year is if you want to remember someone or want to remember all your family members, you can look in any tradition, Mexican, Dutch, uh, Appalachian, <laughs> you know, you there's a lot yeah. of traditions. And certainly um, around Christmas, they'll always have an area that is dedicated to family at this time. So, that can be a small table. It can be a, a just a, a visible table that uh, in a living room or a dining room or, or somewhere where you know that where you can set up a little area that's dedicated to the to the people who who've passed away. You could put photographs on there. You can put some candles on there. You could even put a glass of uh, of their favourite drink if it's one particular person on there. And one thing I would suggest is I do teach uh, journal therapy and and one thing I would say is one thing that is really good this time of year is give yourself time if you if you're struggling to meditate if you're struggling to really connect because of your emotions your heightened emotions one thing I really would suggest you do is write them a letter and just sit down and write them a letter as, as if they're still alive put that down put your emotions down put it into an envelope and put it onto that table as well and just give the people who've passed who you want to give a little bit of dedication, just a little area. And I think that's a great tribute to spirit and to, to those who've passed. They will know that you've done that. And, and I think it's it's a nice thing to do. And, and I think also it's a great mental practice to do as well, that especially letter writing or journal writing is a great way as well over Christmas yeah. To, yeah. To, to get through Christmas as well. And, and to write a letter on Christmas Eve to... Do you know, if I wrote one to my dad or, or to my grandparents or something, it, I, it would be, again, therapeutic as well, uh, especially at this time of year as well. So so, so these are all things that you can do is, uh, at this time of year. If you want to feel connected with with loved ones, is maybe creating a, a little area, put some flowers on there, kind of make it Christmassy, make it feel uh, as a little area. And every time you walk past, you know, give them a little wave, you know, give the table a wave or walk up to it, remember, remember a happy thought, as Ian said. And that's a great way. And, and who knows, while you're doing this, you'll get some sort of sign or symbol uh, from spirit. So as Ian said, it might be voices, it might be an image, it might be, might even be, you know, the rattling of pans in in the kitchen. But you you will get a sign from, from spirit because you, you're heightening your connection uh, with spirit over Christmas by doing these things but you do have to give it a little bit of time if you don't do anything then you know it's going to be very hard through especially over this period that you're, you're ever going to get anything you, you've got to give it a little bit of time and in return spirit gives you that time I think it's a testament to saying well I love you because in essence your loved one still is still very much wishing to come around wishing to say hello I always walk around the house and I say oh hello ma'am how are you you know and I can remember one time I sat in front of the PC and I had a bag of you know these nail separate these tile separate because I was doing the doing the bathroom and it just got chucked 
uh, off the uh, landing window onto the floor. And, and I remember saying in my mind, you know, there was that. And they, would, and they came straight away, H.M. Mam. Oh, hello. You know, <laughs> but it's uh, nice when that happens. But it does take the practice and the dedication. And once you get through it, you won't need the meditative state. It'll be going round your talk. Hello, how are you? As you said, going going past little table and saying, oh, I miss you today. And something will, will, will undoubtedly happen. That brings that feeling of warmth and it makes your day you know if you started your day poorly you know a little bit of a bad mood you go there and say oh, oh i'm missing today i'm having a bit of a, a bit of a difficult time and suddenly something happens that smile of course across your heart really echoes echoes over your face and you can be skipping and jumping because it's brilliant it does it changes things for you well we wish everybody uh whatever holiday you're celebrating over the next uh next uh, two three weeks we wish you the best for that and we also wish you the best for the new year we've got some exciting things coming in the new year so if everybody who's listening to this podcast you need to hold tight in 2020 because me and ian's got some lots of bits and bobs coming 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 towards you we've been busy working away in the background and uh, we're very proud of what we've done and we're looking forward to releasing that and sharing that with you if you're a uh, forum member uh, on our Facebook group, uh, we will be giving you a very special Christmas gift. So, Ian, uh, wishing you the best as well. And uh, I- I'm sure we'll talk before 2020, so I won't wish you a Happy New Year. But uh, yep. it's, be- it's been a great year of recording podcasts. Uh, I think this is our 19th this year. <laughs> yeah, it is, but I just can't believe how well it's going, Martin, honestly. And thanks to the people who were downloading it, supporting us, sending in testaments, how much you've enjoyed it. Uh, it really makes a difference, doesn't it, Martin? Yeah, it really does, because... Myself and Ian, we did this because, you know, it, I mean, it was just a bit of a crazy idea at the beginning. It is, we've never done this before. We've never done a podcast or, you know, we've never done something. I mean, this is probably the biggest project we've done, you know, constantly recording. and But we enjoy it and we keep thinking we're going to run out of subjects to talk about. And then we have another five subjects to talk about. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we had loads thrown at us yesterday when we were having a chat, you know. So so yeah, it's it's been really good. Thank you everybody uh, for supporting us in all your different forms, from either liking and sharing our posts, or uh, joining us on our workshop, or joining us on our forum. In any way that you've shown uh, love and support to us, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Yes, thank you indeed. Thank you too, Martin.